and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. Today, I'm really excited for this episode. Blood sugar, I know it sounds weird to say, but blood sugar balance is such a passion of mine. I think it's so underrated. No one really talks about it. I think the common misunderstanding is that unless you're diabetic um, or pre-diabetic, you don't really need to worry about your blood sugar, and that couldn't be further from the truth. In this episode, we're going to talk about blood sugar, some of my top tips to balance your blood sugar, and then we're also going to decode and kind of break down your cravings. Cravings and blood sugar are super related, but cravings can have other root causes, so we're going to talk about those as well. First, I'm going to give you a little crash course in blood sugar balance. So keeping blood sugar stable, like I said, is super important because it plays a crucial role in maintaining overall health and preventing several chronic diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. When blood sugar levels are unstable, it can lead to a range of health problems, including fatigue, mood swings, hunger, and difficulty concentrating. Among others, we'll go through a bunch of the kind of symptoms and harmful effects of imbalanced blood sugar. But in the long term, it can cause damage to organs such as the eyes, kidneys, and nerves. Additionally, when blood sugar levels spike and crash frequently, it can lead to insulin resistance, which is a condition where the body becomes less responsive to insulin, a hormone that regulates blood sugar levels. Insulin resistance can eventually lead to diabetes, which is a chronic disease that can cause several severe health problems if not managed properly. I also wanted to touch on the fact that PCOS girlies, for my PCOS girlies out there, this is going to be especially important to you. Insulin resistance is a huge component of PCOS. Um, but like I said, this is important for everyone to understand, not just those with like autoimmune conditions, inflammation, and PCOS. Let's talk about the hormones involved in blood sugar balance. Cortisol and insulin are the two hormones that play the most important role in regulating blood sugar levels. Insulin is produced by the pancreas and is responsible for helping transport glucose, aka sugar, from the bloodstream into cells to be used for energy. Insulin helps lower blood sugar levels by facilitating the uptake of glucose by cells in the liver, muscles, and adipose or fat tissue. And cortisol is a stress hormone produced by the adrenal glands in response to stress. Cortisol works to increase blood sugar levels by promoting the breakdown of glycogen, which is stored glucose, aka stored sugar, in the liver and muscles and by stimulating the production of glucose from other sources such as amino acids and fatty acids. This is something, kind of a sciencey term, called gluconeogenesis. You'll hear a lot of keto people talk about this, and this is the process by which the amino acids in protein are turned into glycogen. So the whole argument, I would guess, I guess would say from the ketosis people or ketogenic is that, oh, you don't need to eat carbs because your body can turn the amino acids from protein into carbs. Now, just because your body can do something does not mean it should do it all the time forever. So this term gluconeogenesis, this process is a very biologically expensive process, it takes a lot of energy and it puts a lot of stress on the body to do this. This is really just like a survival mechanism so that when we as humans weren't able to get sugar from carbs and things like that, we could use the amino acids from protein, turn those into glucose. Like I said, this is just because your body can do this 
does not mean it should be doing it all the time. Um, but yes, it can do that. Under normal conditions, the body maintains a delicate balance between insulin and cortisol to regulate blood sugar levels. They do this like kind of beautiful dance. They dance together. They work together to regulate blood sugar levels. However, chronic stress or other factors that disrupt this balance can lead to imbalanced blood sugar levels. For example, and this might sound a little complicated. I'll try to break it down in just a sec. Chronic stress can lead to an overproduction of cortisol. So chronic stress and inflammation leads to an overproduction of cortisol because cortisol is what's sent out to calm inflammation. So this will cause insulin resistance and reduce the effectiveness of insulin in transporting glucose into cells. This can lead to elevated blood sugar levels and an increased risk of developing diabetes down the road. On the other hand, insulin resistance can also lead to elevated cortisol levels as the body tries to compensate for the decreased effectiveness of insulin in lowering blood sugar levels. So you can see how they play this like kind of role where one is supposed to regulate the other, but if, ele if there's elevated cortisol, it can lead to elevated blood sugar, and then if there's elevated blood sugar, it can lead to elevated cortisol. So it really is kind of a double-edged sword. And this is why it is so important to maintain a healthy balance of cortisol and insulin for regulating blood sugar and preventing imbalances that can lead to chronic health conditions such as diabetes and other metabolic issues. Strategies to manage stress, maintain a healthy diet, engage in regular exercise can all help support a healthy balance of cortisol and insulin in the body. And that is what we're going to break down right now. I think it's important to mention that high blood sugar and low blood sugar are both equally detrimental to your health. We hear a lot about, oh, blood sugar spikes and all of this, but the spikes and then the following crashes are just as bad. This constant roller coaster of highs and lows takes a really heavy toll on our bodies. Like I said at the beginning, even if you're not diabetic or you don't have insulin resistance, you need to pay attention to your blood sugar because managing blood sugar truly is one of the keys to balancing your hormones overall. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you how to hop off that blood sugar roller coaster. Let's break down some of the symptoms or harmful effects of imbalanced blood sugar. First up, obviously, is the increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes and an increased risk of inflammation and oxidative stress, like we said, due to the increased blood sugar and the increased cortisol spike. It can also lead to hormonal imbalances, including irregular menstrual cycles and decreased testosterone levels. This one is really, really important. Imbalanced blood sugar can also lead to fatigue and low energy, weight gain or difficulty losing weight, increased urination. So like, are you peeing a lot during the day? Are you waking up in the middle of the night to pee a few times? Um, acne and breakouts are another sign due to the spike of cortisol. When blood sugar dips too low, this can cause um, hormonal acne or, you know, breakouts. Waking up in the middle of the night. So if you find yourself waking up between the hours of like 1, 2, or 3 a.m. And, you, and you're like wide awake and you can't fall back asleep and you're like, why is this happening to me? It could be that your blood sugar is crashing. And when your blood sugar crashes, your body sends out cortisol to spike your blood sugar to keep you, to give you energy, right? Now, this is helpful during the day, not so helpful in the middle of the night when we're trying to sleep. So waking up in the middle of the night and having difficulty falling back asleep can be another symptom of imbalanced blood sugar. Um, cravings for sweets and carbs. Accelerating, accelerated aging. Now this one's really interesting. Let's say all of a sudden you notice you're getting wrinkles, your skin is just looking aged. This could be another symptom of imbalanced blood sugar. 
Also, mood swings, irritability, hanger, and poor immune function. Now, obviously, some of these symptoms could be signs of another issue, but as you can see, a lot of these are common symptoms that many people experience, and maybe you're listening to me list all those out, and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I have imbalanced blood sugar. A couple questions I want you to ask yourself. Are you eating breakfast? Are you eating a protein-forward breakfast within an hour of waking up? If the answer is no, if you're an iced coffee and pastry girly, let's talk. We need to talk. I will say it till I am blue in the face, but one of the best things you can do for regulating cortisol and your blood sugar and just setting you up for a day of success hormone-wise is eating breakfast within one hour of waking up, specifically eating a protein-forward breakfast with at least 20, 25 grams of protein. You guys, this is so important. I used to be an intermittent faster. I was an avid faster. I was that girl that was like, I feel amazing. I don't get hungry. This is awesome. No. The reason you're not hungry and the reason you have so much energy is because your body is running on stress hormones. There is cortisol pumping through your body in order to keep your blood sugar up and to give you energy because your body has no glucose to go off of. I will be recording a full episode on fasting, but I just wanted to give you that little side note for now that eating a protein-forward breakfast within one hour of waking up is so, so, so important. I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but if you're unsure what like a blood sugar balancing meal looks like or a meal for balanced hormones, if you sign up for my newsletter, my email newsletter, you will get my meal template for happy hormones sent straight to your inbox for free. There's also a grocery guide, a meal matrix, some of my favorite brands to look out for in the grocery store, and some easy swaps. So it's a massive resource that could be super helpful for you if you are like, I have no idea where to start. Help me. Sign up for my email newsletter and then you'll get that sent to your inbox for free. I'll drop the link in the show notes. Otherwise, you can also find it in my Instagram bio. Another question to ask yourself is, do you find yourself hungry right after eating? Let's say you eat your lunch and 30 minutes later, you're in your pantry, you're in the break room, you're looking for snacks, something sweet. This is another sign that you are on that blood sugar roller coaster. So let's say you eat a meal pretty high in carbs. Maybe you have, even if it's gluten-free, some gluten-free pasta with chicken. This again is going to be a meal really high in processed carbs, especially if there's not a solid amount of chicken or a good amount of fat or some veggies for fiber. But let's say you have some chicken pasta, it's gluten-free, it's it's dairy-free, you feel great. But you notice that 30 minutes later, you're snacking again. What's happening is when you eat a meal high in carbs and your blood sugar spikes, your body sees these carbs coming in and it will overshoot the insulin into your system. So now you have an overload of insulin, which will cause a blood sugar crash. Once you crash, guess what? Your brain and your body goes, oh no, we're having an energy crash. What should we do? Your brain knows the quickest form of energy is glucose. Now, this is not the most sustainable form of energy, but it's the quickest. So when your body senses this blood sugar crash, it sends out cortisol, That sends signals to the body that you interpret as sugar cravings because your body is asking for glucose. So long story short, that could be the reason why you're feeling like snacky or you want a sweet treat or you're having cravings even soon after eating. 
Okay, I'm gonna try to recap that really quick in a super simple way. So here's the kind of crash course or spark notes version of that science. Poorly managed blood sugar leads to low blood sugar. Now your brain knows that the quickest form of energy is glucose, so it sends signals that you interpret as sugar cravings. Now, you will give in to those sugar cravings, most likely because you're human, and you reach for a sugary or starchy, carby snack, which then spikes your blood sugar, insulin is released, usually over-released, and then it dips and crashes, and then we go back and the cycle begins again. So here are some of my top tips for avoiding that blood sugar crash, keeping blood sugar stable all day long so that you can avoid cravings. Number one, like I said, is going to be starting your day. So that means within one hour of waking up with a protein-focused breakfast. I'm talking 20 to 30 grams of high-quality protein. Yes, a shake or a smoothie is decent. It's better than nothing, but real food is your best bet for this. And if you're not an egg person or if you're not a breakfast person, all the time I get DMs saying, do you have any any meal ideas for breakfast that you can give me? Ladies, I just, or men, if you're listening to this too, anything can be breakfast. Breakfast can be any kind of meal that you want. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Breakfast foods are a total scam. The whole idea, like if you remember those commercials from when we were kids, like part of a balanced breakfast, it's like cereal, toast, orange juice, fruit. There's no protein in sight. So basically do the opposite of what those commercials are telling you. Build a protein-focused breakfast. Lately, I've been loving breakfast sausage. So either like chicken or grass-fed beef sausage with a chia yogurt bowl and some fruit. This is my go-to lately. It is so easy. The chicken or the sausage are already cooked. So I can make this. I can whip it up in about five minutes. And y'all, if I'm in a hurry, no excuses. I am eating that sausage cold and I'm going with it. Now, I have a whole module on blood sugar in my online course and that is where I dive deep into it. So if you are really interested in this and you're like, Emily, I feel like I am everything that you're describing. I want to really dive deep, heal my hormones, balance my blood sugar, then the Balance Bay Blueprint is definitely for you. I have the link in the show notes so you can learn more. But we'll dive into tip number two. So tip number two, and it's a really simple one, but it's don't eat naked carbs. Now, when I say naked carbs, I mean plain carbs. So like crackers or a piece of toast or a pastry or a banana or even an apple. You always want to pair your carbs with protein and fat to help slow that blood sugar spike and keep blood sugar stable for longer. Protein is the most satisfying macronutrient and fat slows digestion. So flat fat is going to slow the digestion of the carbs, which is going to help curb that glucose spike. So this one's pretty easy, but instead of eating a plain banana, maybe a banana and cashew butter or an apple and cashew butter or even some nuts or some dark chocolate for some fat, just not eating them plain is the goal. Crackers and cheese, that kind of stuff. And my last tip for this podcast episode for balancing your blood sugar is going to be the order in which you eat your food. This sounds so interesting and there's actually studies that back it up now, but it's not just what you eat, but how or the order in which you eat the food on your plate. So the most important thing is that you start with protein or greens or fiber first, and then you do carbs second or carbs last. 
I think this is so fascinating that there are studies now being done on this because this is so, so, so important and so interesting that you can change the blood sugar balance of what you're eating simply by changing the order in which you're eating it. So I also want, there's a caveat. Let's say you're going to eat pasta, right? Everything is mixed in your pasta. I don't expect you to pick through and eat your protein first. But in this case, what you would want to do is start with a veggie or a salad starter. So starting with a salad or starting with some roasted veggies for fiber first or an appetizer with fiber, fat, and protein. So for example, like a caprese salad, which is going to have mozzarella, tomatoes, basil. It's a little bit of fat and fiber to help slow that glucose spike. For example, let's say I go to my favorite burger spot, which is Burger Lounge. They have grass-fed burgers. It's my favorite place. Let's say I order a arugula salad, a grass-fed burger on a gluten-free bun, and a side of french fries. The order in which I'm going to eat that is first a few bites of my salad. Then I'm going to move on and have a few bites of my burger, make sure I'm getting a lot of protein. Also a pro tip, I actually usually get bunless or lettuce wrap burgers. I prefer that. I don't really miss the bun. I feel super satisfied with getting it lettuce wrapped and I have more room for french fries. But if you were to get a bun or a gluten-free bun, I always take half of the bun off. So I do it like either bread on the bottom, so kind of an open face. This saves a ton of carbs, which I, look, I will sit here and say carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are so important. But when it comes to processed carbs, like a burger bun or pasta or things like that, the less you do, the better. So I either go bunless completely or just do half the bun. But anyways, back to the order in which you eat it. I would have a couple bites of my salad, move on to a few bites of the burger, and probably eat a majority of my burger before I go for the fries because the fries are going to be the highest in glucose and they're going to be what spikes my blood sugar the most. So I want to make sure I have a good amount of fiber, fat, and protein in my body before I go and move on to those fries. Those would be my top three tips for helping to manage and stabilize your blood sugar all day long for balanced hormones. Like I mentioned in the beginning, blood sugar balance is not just for people with diabetes or pre-diabetes or autoimmune conditions, inflammation, PCOS. It is so important that each and every one of us are working to balance our blood sugar so that we can prevent these symptoms like early aging, acne, irritability, mood swings, These are all symptoms that get massively better once we learn how to manage our blood sugar. Next up, I want to dive into cravings. So like I mentioned before, obviously, imbalanced blood sugar can have a huge impact on your cravings, but now we're going to dig a little deeper and find out why you might have certain kinds of cravings other than like sweets or carbs, which is usually what you crave if your blood sugar is kind of out of whack. Our bodies are so incredibly intelligent, like divinely intelligent and when they need something they have their own way of asking now your hormones play a huge role in cravings because hormones like insulin cortisol and dopamine can drive a lot of those cravings and like i mentioned cravings are your body's way of communicating to you they can communicate a lack of certain nutrients through those cravings now let's break down the different kind of cravings besides those like sweet and carb cravings that are usually related to low blood sugar, but there are so many different kinds of cravings. First, let's decode salty cravings. You crave salty foods or you just want to add salt to everything. This is usually due to a lack of high-quality sodium, like sea salt, in our diet. Now, our adrenal glands need salt to function, 
And we burn through it faster when we're stressed. So if you're stressed out and you're craving salty foods, ding, 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 this could be why. Next up, sugary. Do you restrict sugar because you think it's evil? You should avoid refined sugar for sure, like cane sugar, high fructose corn syrup, but it's actually very beneficial to consume high quality sugar sources like honey, maple syrup, dates, and fresh fruit. Your brain and body need glucose to function and to keep stress hormones low. So don't fear sugar. Now, like I mentioned, it's important to never eat naked carbs to pair your carbs and your sugar with fat and protein. But I do not avoid sugar. Obviously, like I said, I avoid refined sugar and added sugar. But I don't track my sugar intake. I just have a little here and there. I eat fresh fruit. I eat dark chocolate. And I don't really worry about it anymore. But I will say in the past, I was severely afraid of sugar. I thought it would make me fat. I avoided it like the plague. I was that girl who was using stevia and adding Splenda. I still use stevia here and there, but now I understand that maple syrup, maple syrup and honey to sweeten things can actually be really good for me and in the long term keeps my sugar cravings lower than they were when I was consuming an insane amount of things with fake sugar. I did go through like a gym rat bodybuilding bikini competition wannabe phase and I was using I don't know if you've I'm sure some of you out there have heard of it Walden farm syrup which is like a sugar-free syrup basically just a chemical shitstorm. um and what else oh those like skinny girl syrups I was adding them to my coffee sugar-free syrups I I just my poor body not only are those like they kind of can trick your brain into thinking it's getting sugar but also those sugar substitutes are actually big, major gut disruptors, and I think they were a huge contributor to all my health hormone and gut issues that I went through after all my extreme dieting. Next up, carb cravings. Chances are if you're craving carbs, your body is in need of carbs. Now, we want to reach for nourishing fruits, root veggies, squash, organic rice or quinoa, and sprouted grains. Let yourself enjoy these carb sources without guilt. Like I said, carbs are not the enemy. Your hormone needs some amount of carbohydrates to stay balanced. How about sour cravings? Does anyone get sour cravings? Like sour candy usually is a huge one. This is usually a sign that digestion needs a little lovin'. Craving sour or vinegary foods like salt and vinegar chips is an indication that you need to nourish your gut. Try some apple cider vinegar in warm water before meals and snack on sauerkraut to help you satisfy that. Now on to probably one of the most popular cravings are fried or fatty cravings. And this is usually because you are depriving yourself of good healthy fats. So if you find yourself like avoiding fats or you're someone who went on a low fat diet and you're really like, I can't have fat, keeping the fats low, and now you find yourself craving fatty or fried foods, Adding in some more healthy saturated fats like coconut oil, ghee, avocado, grass-fed butter, olive oil, and animal fats, so fattier cuts of meat, can be so good for you, help satisfy those cravings, and help support hormone production. Your body needs fats and cholesterol for essential hormone production. Now that you're aware of your cravings, which I when I found all this out, I was mind blown. I also think that we don't really, most of the time, take the time and energy and effort 
to dive deep and try to learn what our body is telling us. I know that when we're on a health journey and we're experiencing lots of adverse, uncomfortable, just sucky symptoms like acne or irritability, mood swings, fatigue, trouble losing weight, we tend to think that our body hates us and our body's against us. But that's not the truth. It couldn't be further than the truth. Our bodies love us, okay? They want to keep us happy and healthy. They want us to thrive. They don't want us just surviving. And if you're experiencing these symptoms, these are just little messengers from your body. These are smoke signals. Your body's saying, SOS, we're sending you a message. Please listen. And the more we can listen and decode our symptoms and our cravings and see what's going on behind it, we can get to the root cause of what's going on and truly heal from the inside out. Now time for a shameless plug for my online course. This is my baby, my signature program, The Balance Bay Blueprint. It has eight video modules. It is a self-paced online course. So it has eight video modules. There's PDFs, downloadables, a recipe ebook, a grocery guide, plus three masterclasses. We have Breaking Up with Birth Control, the Fertility Awareness Method Masterclass, and the Busy Babe Masterclass, which teaches you how to pack, snack, and eat on the go and order out at restaurants to make sure you're taking care of your hormones no matter what. To learn more about how the Balanced Babe Blueprint can help you ditch PMS, have easier pain-free periods, lose weight effortlessly, have all-day energy, and clear skin, click the link in the show notes. Also, to update you on the recording situation, I am still under a blanket In my office, I'm not laying on my closet floor anymore, but I'm still under a blanket. I am sweating. Everything's fine. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I, y'all, I am loving recording this podcast more than I ever thought I would. The response has been insane. I put it off for so long, but now that I have it, it's going, like I have momentum. I just can't wait to sit down and record for you. So if you have any podcast topic requests or questions you want me to answer, feel free to shoot me an email or DM me. I'm always on Instagram, always responding to DMs. So feel free to reach out there. I would also love it, love, love, love it if you would rate and review this podcast. And if you do, I will give you a $100 off coupon code for the Balance Bay Blueprint, which is my online course. If you just screenshot and either DM me or email me your review, it means the world. The other day I went on Apple Podcasts because that's where you can write actual reviews reviews and I was reading them and I was just crying crying like a big baby because I love you guys so much and to hear how much this is impacting you I I just I have no words so thank you so much for listening I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode